Listen to these two sentences. The first one is in Spanish, the second one in Portuguese. Quieres casarte conmigo? Você quer se casar comigo? Sound pretty similar, right? That's because Spanish and Portuguese, in addition to being Romance languages, have a lexical similarity rating of 89%, meaning there is significant overlap in the vocabularies of those two languages. It turns out there's a language out there that is English's closest living relative with a lexical similarity rating of 80%. It's called Frisian. It sounds like this. Ik ben Sjaakje. Ik woon in Friesland. Dat is een van de noordelijke provincies van Nederland. En in Friesland praten we Fries. Admit it, you're disappointed because you didn't understand a word of that. And I don't blame you. With some arcane, fancy-schmancy-sounding linguistic jargon, I led you to believe that you were going to hear something that would sound at least vaguely familiar. What you got is something completely different. So different, in fact, that the notion that the two languages, in any practical sense, are similar could almost be considered a bait-and-switch. Now, all this would be a complete non-sequitur if not for a man named Jakob Jans Cinema. Jakob was born in Friesland, which is part of the Netherlands where they speak West Frisian. You've almost certainly never heard of him, but you have heard of his great-great-great-granddaughter, Kirsten Cinema, the senior senator from Arizona. You'd be forgiven for thinking Cinema is nothing more than a harmless wannabe, the kind of unremarkable white girl we all knew from college who saw Kate Winslet in Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind and said, I'm going to do that. And presto, she's punk rock. Or maybe she's quirky. Or maybe she's radical feminist toppled a patriarchy bisexual woman with a Y. We all know that girl. And Cinema, with her purple wig, her dangerous creature t-shirt, her ironic schoolgirl uniforms, and a smidgen of alt-cred because she was at the Green Party 20 years ago, is the Senate's that girl. But, like the language of her ancestors, you might not know Cinema as well as you think. I'm not sure anyone does, and she probably wants to keep it that way. Unfortunately for Senator Cinema, I found her birth time. Which is why I get to say... My name is Charles, and this is Astrosplained, Season 2, Episode 13. You can't spell Bhadra Yoga without bad. The Kirsten Cinema episode. Hello, and welcome to Astrosplained, where we use Indian astrology to examine the lives of the famous, the infamous, and the performatively eccentric. I'm looking at you, Senator Cinema. So let's dive right in. And, you know, I, I just want to say, at the outset, this is somebody who makes me extremely angry. I mean, I have an exalted Mars in my sixth house. The opening of an envelope can make me angry. But, I, you know, there is a certain ire that I feel when I talk about this woman. And the only reason that I don't give full vent to that ire is because my mother listens to this show. And speaking of my mother, one of the many things that I have against Kirsten Cinema that has nothing to do with politics is that her, she has two planets in the nakshatra of Pushya, which means nothing to you and I'm not going to go into that. But see, I feel a certain closeness with Pushya because that is the nakshatra the moon was in when my mother came into the world. And so I always associate Pushya with 
its more positive characteristics. And I expect people, because my mother embodies said characteristics, that I expect Puxia people to live up to the standards set by my mother. And when they don't, I get offended. Now, this is, no, this, this is unfair. I'll be the first to admit that it's unfair. All the nakshatras have their good points and their bad points. Maka is why I'm into genealogy. It's also why Donald Trump is a racist, okay? They all, they can all go either way. But I'm just trying to set the table so you understand why. If I sound a little hot, that's why. And P.S. I really have to stop using this exalted Mars in my sixth house thing as an excuse for every temper tantrum that I throw because my mother also has an exalted Mars in her sixth house and she's a delight. Hi, Mom. And like any good Leo ascendant, I'm here making this whole thing about me. And it's not at all about me. It's about Kirsten Cinema, who was born on July 12th, 1976 at 12.10 p.m. in Tucson, Arizona. So she's got a Virgo ascendant with her ascendant nakshatra being hosta. You know, I have a, a funny hosta story. It's, well, I'll tell you the hosta story later. For now, I will just say that hosta people are often smart. Hosta people often have a way with words. What I think is particularly relevant for Kirsten Cinema is that hosta people give off this aura of innocence. And sometimes that's all it is. It's, it's the appearance of innocence. It might not, not actually be real, um, but the appearance is there. My rectification for Pete Buttigieg has his ascendant in Hasta, which is why I think it's so interesting that whenever someone criticizes Kirsten Cinema, you know, like when she wore that ridiculous schoolgirl uniform and then gave the curtsy as she gave the thumb down for a minimum wage increase. Her, can, her, her staff came out and said that it is it's misogynist to criticize a woman's looks, right? It's, all, it's the fallback position, the position from which she feels comfortable defending is, you know, white femininity, white purity. And I think part of the reason why this is sort of a bit of the darker shade of Hasta is because she's got Saturn aspecting her ascendant. She does have Jupiter there as well, Jupiter aspecting the ascendant, but her ascendant lord is Mercury. Mercury is one of Jupiter's enemies. Jupiter himself is sitting in a Venus sign. Venus is Jupiter's other enemy. So even though Jupiter's in the ninth house, he is not the happiest Jupiter in the world. And also, um, Cinema's first house has malefic planets on either side, Mars in Leo uh, in the 12th and Rahu in uh, Libra in the second, uh, which, is a, which is a bad yoga. Not the worst yoga in the world, but it's, you know, we can throw that on the pile of why we might see Hosta, well, Hosta's dirty laundry. That's what I will say. Nevertheless, there's a lot going on in this chart. Some of it very good. Her ascendant lord is Mercury, as I say. Mercury is sitting in Gemini, which is a sign that Mercury owns in the 10th house with the sun. The sun gets directional strength in the 10th house, as you have heard me say before. Uh, so we've got a couple of yogas going on here. One, Mercury in a sign that he owns 10 houses away from the ascendant in the same house as the sun no connection to the moon, so it's not, you know, a, th a, a three times over strong Bhadra Yoga, but it's a 
you know, Bhadra Yoga twice over, very strong, adds for adds to intelligence. Um, it's a yoga for prominence, uh, leadership, especially since it's forming in the tenth house, the house of government. And of course, she's got a Buddha Ditya Yoga, a very nice one, own sign Mercury with a directionally strong sun together while Mercury owns the first house. Perfect Digbala, excuse me, perfect Buddha Ditya Yoga, hooray. And that gives great intelligence. She was valedictorian of her high school. She, you know, has a JD and I think a PhD and a, you know, she's no dummy which again is part of the reason why I expect more of her. You know, the reason you will never hear me do an episode on dummies like Louis Gohmert is because, you know, what else are they going to do? They're doing the best they, well, close to the best they can with what little God gave them. And making fun of them in a show like this is like would be like shooting fish in a barrel. Conservative, wacko, we want to take all of your rights away, fish in a barrel, but fish in a barrel nonetheless. Now back to cinema. And even though this is not the main events of this chart, I really, I am really fascinated by the, the Rahu in her second house and the Mars in Leo in the 12th house. I'll start with Mars. Mars is in the nakshatra of Makkah, but it is true that there is a, one of Makkah's principal significations is ancestry and lineage. And the fact that I can tell you a little story about Senator Sinema's great, great, whatever grandfather is a macaw placement. It is a hallmark of someone who should have a prominent macaw placement. And it is interesting that the planet that is in macaw in this chart is in the 12th house, the house of foreign places and foreign people. Because great, great, whoever came over from the Netherlands, you know, back when dinosaurs walked the earth. And then we've got this Rahu in the second house. The second house is the house of close family and family money. The fact that Rahu is in this house, he is a malefic, he is a separative, and he is in a nakshatra that he owns, suggests that we should see issues regarding family money. I don't know when this happened, but apparently she says that at some point in her youth, her stepfather lost his job, and as a result, he, her mom, her siblings, and she all had to live in an abandoned gas station. That there was a period where they didn't have running water. This is, she tells this story uh, to make people think that she actually gives a flying fig about the less fortunate. Her parents dispute this narrative, by the way. Oh yeah, and about her parents. Remember how I said that Jupiter is in the ninth house. The ninth house is the house of the father. And the fact that Jupiter is there, you know, helps, right? And so I would not be at all surprised if, Ju if uh, Cinema's biological father was a, a decent guy. But nevertheless, uh, he and Cinema's mother divorced when Cinema was a child. And interestingly enough, we've got the lord of the ninth house, Venus, sitting with Saturn. This is an unhappy Venus for a couple of reasons. One, Saturn's a malefic. Uh, and, and, he's, and Saturn himself is unhappy because he's in an enemy's sign. Uh, that enemy is the moon. 
um, the moon is also one of Venus's enemies. And Venus is also in uh, Saturn nakshatra, so there's a, a, a strong Saturn influence on this moon. The moon is also aspecting this house. Um, and again, the moon is one of Venus's enemies. So the fact that the lord of the ninth house is one, with a separative, and two, unhappy, could help explain, and I think does help explain, uh, why we would see her parents getting divorced, especially since we've got Saturn and Venus, Lord of the Ninth, aspecting the moon. Actually, Saturn and the moon are in a Parivartana. Moon's in, Sa in Capricorn, Saturn's in Cancer. But again, going back to this second house, it's not just that Rahu is a separative, it's malefic, so we would expect problems in the home, which, you know, we get, we, you know, which helps explain perhaps her parents' divorce, depending on the timing, which, you know, can help explain uh, this period of when she was living in the abandoned gas station. Again, depending on exactly when that happened. Rahu and Ketu are also illusion, delusion, confusion. And so it, it, it's just interesting that... It is precisely when we talk about second house issues like close family, the family you're born into, and the, the resources that are available to you and that family that we get these radically conflicting stories about what her childhood was actually like. This is very Rahu. And actually, really, what I think is going on here, like what I what, sort of like the original sin of this chart in a way is what Saturn is doing to this ascendant, Venus, and the moon. Because Saturn himself is a separative. Saturn is in a Parivartana with the moon, the planet of the mother. Also aspecting the moon. You, 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 you usually see more of this when Saturn is, has what's called a one-way aspect on the moon. So when Saturn aspects the moon, but not vice versa. But I still think you get this here with the moon and Saturn aspecting each other because still the influence of Saturn on the moon is greater than the moon's influence on Saturn. What you get when you have that kind of imbalance between Saturn and the moon is the person doesn't feel nurtured. The person does not feel supported. Again, that may or may not be true. I mean, this, this, this Rahu sitting here in the second house, a house owned by Venus, who, as we have discussed, is unhappy, suggests that maybe there really was financial hardship. It also suggests she's lying about the financial hardship. So, you know, who knows? But in any case, this Saturn-Moon dynamic, I think, helps explain so many of her shenanigans because so much of what she does and what drives me up the wall is, is look at me, look at me, look at me, and pretty please disregard the fact that I am an unremarkable yet pretty white woman who ought to be as happy as a pig in slop for all the white privilege that I benefit from in this country. Won't you pretty please look at me? And I think that comes from, frankly, not being looked at a whole lot when she was a kid. Just to close out this Rahu discussion, I mean, she was in Arahu Dasha for pretty much her, the entirety of her teenage years. So if, so I would imagine that this period of financial hardship would have happened sometime when she was you know, 15, 16, 17, somewhere in there. But again, I don't have dates for this. And, the hardship might never even have existed in the first place. Okay, you know what? It is impossible for me to talk about this person without losing my cool. So let's just go to her Senate career and what we might expect from her in the future, yeah? Okay. Senator Cinema is in the moon, Bukti, 
of her Jupiter Dasha. While there are certainly worse planets in this chart, her, I mean, she's in the Dasha and Bukti of malefic, uh, excuse me, of benefic planets, although they are each afflicted in some way. But again, a lot of astrology is looking not just at where the planets were when you were born, but also where the planets are now. Because when she was born, she had the moon in Capricorn. Saturn is in Capricorn right now. Which means Senator Cinema is currently in her, say it with me, Sare Sati. And as I mentioned a little bit earlier, her natal Saturn is in a Paryavartna with the moon and also aspecting the moon. So right now, Cinema's natal moon is really right underneath. It's a couple of degrees off. But Saturn is retrograde, so he is going back towards the natal moon. So the moon is really sort of dealing with the weight of transit Saturn in this Parivartner relationship with natal Saturn and receding the aspect of natal Saturn. So there's a whole lot of Saturn on this moon. This placement suggests to me like this malefic, this really, really, really heavy malefic Saturn influence on the moon, with Saturn being in the 11th and the moon being in a nakshatra that is overall a very nice nakshatra, but which is associated with leg and feet problems, I would expect her to develop some issues, some, I don't know, varicose veins or some, something, some, some problem with her legs, something that would, something that would make her walk differently. Like maybe, maybe, maybe she breaks a leg and has a limp. I don't know. Something will happen with her legs. So that's her moon. Then we've got the Shah Lord Jupiter. The Shah Lord Jupiter is currently in Aquarius. It's, yes, Aquarius. And okay, that's fine. But on July 1st, I believe it's July 1st, Jupiter is going to go retrograde. another retrograde, and is going to go so far back in his orbit that he's actually going to go back into Capricorn. And in Capricorn, Jupiter is debilitated. So we're going to have some deeply afflicted Dasha and Bukti lords, either natally or by transit or both. All that on top of the fact that the moon is the 64th Navamsha Lord, counted from Cinema's moon, and Jupiter is the 22nd Drekana Lord, counted from Cinema's ascendant and moon, and Jupiter owns her seventh house. So we've got some really troubling afflictions on these Dasha and Bukti lords. Oh, and also Jupiter is her Bataka planet. Uh-oh. Huh. And Jupiter owns her seventh house, the house of the spouse, which might explain why she divorced from whatever that dude's name was, the dude who has the name of a comic book villain. Blake Dane. Has the Lord ever created a man named Blake who was not garbage? So not a great period for love for the senator. Uh, Jupiter is well-placed in her Navamsha chart, so, you know, that's 
that's something for love and marriage, although Jupiter is debilitated in that Amsha chart and is receiving the aspect of Mars. So not great. And after Jupiter comes Saturn and her Saturn is very strong, forming a bad yoga in that Amsha. So you uh, let's talk about the career. 10th house is very good. House of the career, house of government, very strong. But the 10th house isn't particularly active right now in this part of her life. She's not, she's got the sun and the moon there. Nothing else, as, nothing aspects it. And she's not in a sun dasha, she's not in a moon dasha. Excuse me, she's not in a sun dasha or mercury dasha. She's been through the sun and mercury bookdies of her Jupiter dasha. So, you know, we're going to have these nice yogas in this 10th house kind of humming along in the background, but they are not center stage. Jupiter and the moon and Saturn are center stage, especially right now with this Sarisati going on. And if we go to the Amsha charts in the career Amsha, Jupiter and the moon are in a good house, although Jupiter is debilitated. You get the picture. And they help form a good yoga, good enough. You know, despite everything, I mean, the Amsha placements for Jupiter and Saturn are not the worst, except when we get over here to the status Amsha, we have Jupiter in the eighth. And you may remember having heard me say this, the eighth, the third house and the eighth houses in Amsha land are houses of endings. An elected official would not want to have a Dasha Lord in the eighth house of the status Amsha. Even so, the moon's here, the moon's okay, fine. The moon is in a good house. But even so, Bukti Lord Moon is in a good house here in this Amsha, so that provides some relief. But see, the thing is, the Mars Bukti of the Jupiter Dasha starts in February of next year. Mars is in a bad house in the birth chart, owns two bad houses, making him both a natural and temporal malefic. Not great. Bad, bad yoga in the career Amsha. But I think the wheels really come off their wagon at the very end of the Jupiter Dasha when we have Jupiter Rahu. Because one, Rahu's just malefic in, in general. I mean, in the career Amsha, you know, yeah, Jupiter is okay, but Rahu is forming a very bad yoga. And in the status Amsha, the Shalor Jupiter is in the eighth, as we've discussed, and Rahu is in the third, the other house of endings, and also forming a very bad yoga. So, ugh. That's going to be going on while she is still in her sade sati. If she's up for election in 2024, I think that is going to be very, that, that is going to be a tough election. You know what? Let's see when she's up for re-election. And I just checked. She is up for re-election in 2024. That is going to be a challenge. Well, Kirsten girl, listen, if you're, you know, if you're out there blocking voting rights and voting down minimum wage increases and glad handing with Mitch McConnell because you think that it's going to help put you in the good graces of 
racist white people in the middle of nowhere, Arizona, you can stop it because I really don't think that's going to happen. This re-election is unlikely. You're, you're unlikely to win a second term. So use the time you've got left to try to do some good and, you know, save democracy. And how cool would it be? How cool would it be if we got to sing, cinema killed the filibuster? That would be fun, right? So accept the fact this is, you know, your last hurrah, at least for the short term. Things might turn around in your Saturn Dasha. But until then, use your power to do something good. You can email me at astrosplained at gmail.com with any questions you might have about the show or to request episode topics. Which is exactly what Travis did just a few hours ago when he called me and said, Hey, how about a Houston Cinema episode? And here we all are. And just a quick point of personal privilege, every time I referred to Kirsten Cinema as that girl, I felt like I was stabbing Marlo Thomas in the back. Marlo girl, if you can hear me, you are the original that girl. Love and respect forever. Now with that out of the way, how about we switch to something a little bit more appropriate for Arizona's senior senator? Oh yeah, astrosplained at gmail.com. We're on Twitter and Instagram at astrosplained. We believe in simplicity here. The website is www.astrosplained.com. And to answer your question, yes, I intend to produce an episode every day for as long as Mercury keeps moonwalking across the sky because he's the planet of astrologers and he deserves it. So, God willing, you'll hear from me again tomorrow. Until then, I remain. Charles, your friendly neighborhood astrologer, thank you for listening to Astrosplane.